Okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. From the auction community studios on this Friday morning, it is the Wolf and Luke show, and we are heading into one of the busiest sports weekends around the valley that I can remember. Wolf, what's going on over there? Um, not a whole lot, but you obviously are alluding to the fact that it is still October, is it not? It is. It's still October. October going out with a bang. And here we go. Friday night, uh, football, ladies and gentlemen. It's a Friday football frenzy right now. And not only that, it's also the beginning of the World Series. Are you kidding me right now? Um, yeah, baseball's still going on, ladies Remember? and gentlemen. <laughs> After their seven-week hiatus for no reason, baseball's back. <laughs> it's still going on game one. All fired up about that. We're going to talk about that a little bit during the show, I'm sure. Yeah, well, okay, you got baseball tonight. You got the Suns taking on the Pelicans. You've got the Coyotes opening Mullet Arena to the NHL. They've already played some ASU games there, but you've got the Coyotes opening Mullet Arena to the NHL. Wolf, I can tell you, looking around, just some of the NHL people I know around the league that don't typically pay attention to the Coyotes or the Winnipeg Jets. There's a lot of people from out of town that'll be here for that game tonight that have no ties to either team. And then, of course, you've got the Arizona Cardinals in Minnesota trying to start a new road streak against the 5-1 and Vikings on Sunday. Also got ASU against Colorado tomorrow. Just throw that in yeah, there, too. Yeah, how about that, man? What more could you possibly ask for? How about some wins in these games? Can that'd we do be, that? That'd be huge right now. Um, and since we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals right now, let's start with them, shall we? Let's start with them. How about that? Them. Would it be beautiful to get to 4-4? Four and four? Ask would, yourself that question right now. <laughs> How different would it feel? The difference oh. between four and four and three and five. As I look at a TV with Tom Brady frowning at me up on one of the screens here, Tom Brady who hasn't smiled all season with the Buccaneers. I don't want to be three and five like the Buccaneers. I want no. to be four and four at the end of this weekend. Put yourself on the map a little bit with a win over a five and one team. Yeah, especially in the NFC. The NFC right now that is wide open and it will continue to be wide open. I believe um, even as we get into November here, I think you know the old saying, of course, and old coaching axiom said that you win games in November to make a run in December. That's what it says. You win games in November to make a run in December and kind of separate yourself. As we all know, the Arizona Cardinals, for the most part, under Cliff Kingsbury, has done the opposite of that. They, they've they gotten off to some really good starts over the last two seasons, of course, and then faded. And this is, this is going to be a huge game because if you can somehow, someway get to four and four, Heading into November, what a beautiful thing. It's almost like hitting the reset button on the entire season for the Cardinals. Yeah, and, and you know, you hit on something right there that has been talked about, but not talked about that much this year compared to what you would think. They've started, they started last year amazing. They were the best team in football for half the season and really three quarters of the season. They were right up there and then fell apart. The year before, I don't think it was as dramatic, but they still fell apart down the stretch. This year, we're not going to care how they started 
if they finish strong. At least I'm not, because that's what I said at the end of last year. I don't care how they start in 2022 as long as they finish strong. As frustrating as the start of the season has been, they still have that opportunity to finish strong. Now, if you go into the second half of the season three and five, you got to finish really strong. Otherwise, it's not going to matter. But if you go in four and four and you've got Hopkins back and you're on a two-game winning streak and you've snapped that, that weird losing streak at home, which you've already done... The vibe around this team is going to shift considerably. We saw it shift in the last week, Wolf. Yeah. A week and a half ago, it was like gloom and doom, and the, it felt like the team was like <laughs> folding. You beat New Orleans. After that Seattle game. Oh, that was yeah. brutal. And then you win one game against New Orleans, and all of a sudden now it's just kind of like there's some cautious optimism out there. Yeah, and once again, you got to follow that up. And the Minnesota Vikings are 5-1, and one, and they're playing very, very well. They are. Uh, do I think they're a juggernaut? I do not. Do I still question as to whether or not the Minnesota Vikings are five and one good? Yes, I do. No doubt about that. I question it. Yet at the same time, with DeAndre Hopkins back in the fold and he changes so much, I wish it wasn't so, but it is so. He changes so much for this offense that suddenly, if there's somehow, some way, you could get back to four and four, win this game in Minnesota, get back to four and four, it's like starting the season. With DeAndre Hopkins. It, it is. You're, it is. you're four and four. There's not, no, you haven't lost anything. You haven't won anything. But here it is. You're in position to make a run in November. Yeah, man. Uh, four and four. This game is huge. And anyone who says it isn't. You, you just, you're not seeing it right, man. Well, the this NFC, is huge. The NFC has done the Cardinals a favor, okay? If you, if you get to four and four, there's a decent chance you're tied for first place in the NFC West because Seattle's four and three. They're the only team with four wins and they play the Giants. Uh, if you look around the NFC, Atlanta leads the NFC South right now at three and four. The Atlanta Falcons are in first place in their division at yeah. three and four. Even in Minnesota's division at five and one, nobody else is above 500. Nobody else is even at 500. Wolf, if you just want to look point differential, there are five teams in the entire NFC that have a positive point differential, and three of them are in the NFC East. The only other ones are the 49ers, and they're plus 12. It's not like they're plus 50. Right. And Minnesota, who the Cardinals are going to play, and they're riding a four-game winning streak. Arizona's playing one of the few NFC teams that's happy right now. Yeah. They really are. <laughs> there's, there's, there's Philadelphia, the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Vikings. Everybody else in the NFC is miserable or not good right now. And once like. again, just if, you, if you're tuning in right now and you really haven't heard us all week long, just imagine this. Um, you've got 22 starters in the game of football. 22. Offensively and defensively. The Minnesota Vikings have missed one man game in six games. One starter it's absurd. has missed a game. One. <laughs> Let me pull up the injury report again for this what? week. Oh, there's I, you know nobody he, on it. Here, we've we've said this how many times this week? Uh, multiple times. Let's put it that way. And I still can't believe it every time I say it. <laughs> I can't I still even can't believe it. I, I can't even keep track of the Cardinals injuries because a new guy shows up on the report every day, and then like two other guys kind of come off. I'm looking at Minnesota's page right now. I'm just went to Vikings.com yeah. to look at their injury report, and they have the audacity to list their injuries. <laughs> Here's their injury report again, in case you missed it all week. This is the Vikings. Side of thing. The Car- Cardinals had, what, six DNPs on Wednesday, seven more limiteds, and then yes. one other player, Trayvon Mullen, was on the list, but yes. he practiced at least. Thank you. Here's the Vikings injury report. Jalen Naylor. Full practice, full practice. There That's you it. go. He's full. He's, He's good all- to go. Like, 
if he's practicing, just pull him off the injury report so you just don't even have one. You'll be the first ever NFL team to not even have an injury report going into Week 8 sure. in Minnesota. And all their starters ready to go. And they play very, very well at U.S. Bank Stadium, ladies and gentlemen. Very well. Good for them. Um, as a matter of, a matter of fact, since 2016, they are 34-17. and 34 and 17. That's, I mean, that's good. That's a good yeah. home record. I'll, I'll take two out right? of three. You at better home. believe that, man. That's a good home record right there. 34 and 17. They've got a healthy team. They're coming off a bye. Yeah, this is going to be a brawl. This is going to be super, super hard. And it's supposed to be hard. It is. And you know what? If the Arizona Cardinals, especially with D Hop back in the fold right now, if they're going to be a good team, this is a game you got to win. What? This is how you be, you got to go out and beat somebody that is good. You got to do you it. You got a lot to gain in this game. You got because, a lot to gain. Because you can beat a good team that's not like impossible to beat. We're not talking about going into Buffalo this weekend. Minnesota has a nice mix right now of being very good. They are a very talented team. And also being very fortunate, as you just detailed. To not have injuries at this point in the season is is absurd. What the Cardinals have that Minnesota doesn't have, and they need to lean into this, is desperation. Minnesota's not desperate. If they lose, That's they're 5-2. Right. Who cares? Right. Green Bay's not doing anything in Chicago and Detroit or behind Green Bay somehow. But... If the Cardinals go into this game and play with that sort of desperation, that's their edge. You know, there's there's little tactical things. They have Hopkins, and who does Minnesota have to cover him? I get that. But it's, in terms of just mentality coming into this game, Minnesota is at home. They're healthy. They're they're on a roll. But the Cardinals have desperation on their side. And that's what I love about it, too. You know, you go on the road, man, and it just you're in a strange village. And suddenly there you are. You're standing on this hill, and you're looking at this village, and you've got your axe in your hand. And somebody says, go! And you run down, and here you go. You storm the village, you Viking, you. Uh, Turnabout is fair game, is it not? Yeah. What do you say we go pillage Minneapolis? <laughs> right? Who's with me on that? I mean, it was it was always something so great. Did you like playing on the road more on than the road. Oh, I loved yeah, it. That's, I loved playing on the road where everybody despised you. And they were throwing D batteries at you. And they were calling you horrific names. And they were th- saying things about your mother. It was, it was a... It was just mean. It was, well, it was mean. But, man, it, it really... It puts you in the mood. It puts you in the mood to play the game of football, and I'm hoping that's going to be the case. We know the Arizona Cardinals are a very, very good road team. Let's roll, boys. Let's roll. Coming up next, the Suns in action tonight playing the Pelicans. Should be good, except uh, I don't know if anybody on the Pelicans is actually playing. We'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Alright, I was uh, fired up when I saw this game on the schedule, Wolf, because I do think these are two of the three most dangerous teams in the Western Conference, and the Suns just played the other one, obviously, the defending champs in Golden State on Tuesday. So I want to see how the Suns go out there, get a little revenge against New Orleans. I don't know. Do you need revenge? You did take them out of the playoffs. I guess New Orleans, the team looking for revenge. But Suns-Pelicans tonight, exciting at Footprint Center, except um, no Brandon Ingram. Wait a minute. No Brandon Ingram. No Brandon okay. Ingram. Um, that kind of sucks, yeah, Buttermilk. Kind of, you know, but but New, Orleans, New Orleans is a deep team. Okay, he, He's out. He's out. Okay. Uh, but also, uh, Zion's questionable. Yeah. Um, okay. uh, 
You know what? I don't expect him to play. I if never he's questionable, him to play. I, don't, I don't expect him to play. That stinks. Uh, Herb Jones is questionable. Okay. Uh, he's the guy that took the run at DA last well, year. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, CJ McCollum's questionable. CJ McCollum. What? Uh, Dyson okay, Daniels is questionable. Okay, I didn't see CJ McCollum. Oh, yeah, McCollum's on. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? Uh, Alvarado. I, Remember what? Jose Alvarado? Why? How did I miss CJ McCollum? What did you say? Alvarado question. Jose. Oh, Jose, wait a minute. Okay. You're telling me Jose Alvarado may not play? Is that what you're saying right now? Apparently nobody may play. (laughs) Okay, look, uh, the Pelicans are not the Pelicans right now. They're all banged up. And especially if Alvarado does not play. Are you kidding me? We all want to shake our fist at Jose. He should have to play at least. Um... Yeah, I wonder how this is going to impact the Phoenix Suns, if at all. Do you think this will impact the Phoenix Suns? Let us talk about that. Well, you asked me before the show what I want to see from the Suns. Like, what can they show us tonight if all these guys, and I'm sure some of these guys on the Pelicans will play, but you already know Ingram's not playing. And like you said, I'm kind of on the same side of, if Zion is questionable, I assume out until I see him on the floor. Uh, what I, what we could see from the Suns tonight is them not caring who's in the other uniform. Just go out there, take care of business as you should, as you're the Phoenix Suns. What do you care who's playing for New Orleans? Just go out there and you just beat Golden State by 29. Whoever New Orleans has out there really shouldn't face you. Yeah, be a professional. Is that what you're saying? Basically, right there? You yeah. Know, just go out there and be a pro. Everybody be, be Devin Booker. Be the mercenary that you are, smoldering though he is. Um, be the mercenary that Devin Booker clearly is. Yeah, I'm with you on that one right there. I, I think, though, more times than not, this will test the metal of the Phoenix Suns tonight, especially depending on how many of these guys play. Well, yeah, that's that's why I do think it's kind of a big deal. You've got you got Houston coming up on Sunday. I mean, that's that's not a game you look past anybody to, right? <laughs> the Rockets are just they're they're fun to watch, but they're not you know as good as the teams the Suns have played yet. So if all of these guys didn't play tonight. You're right. You could absolutely let your guard down. But I just want to see the Suns go out there and just continue to put this together as build off of what you just did against Golden State. I don't care who suits up for sure. New Orleans. Sure. You know, it's only natural. It's only human that you're going to have to deal with some type of letdown. If, in fact, you're telling me that Brandon Ingram is out and suddenly Zion, Zion is not going to play um, some of the other usual suspects as well, especially those. Those that reared their head in the series, the Suns won. Um, you know, suddenly you're gonna. There's gonna be a drain. There's gonna be at some point in time. You've got to refocus your mind, and this is one of the areas I think the Suns excel at. It's one of the things I love the most. I, I would say this is their first real test as to the culture they have this season. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Their first real test. And the reason why I say that, Luke, is because now all of a sudden, if a lot of these guys don't end up playing, what do you bring to the floor? This is the one game so far. It's only five games. This is the one game where you are in danger of a letdown. Yes. You weren't going to have a letdown against Luka. You're not going to have a letdown against Damian Lillard. It's the second game of the season. You're not going to have a letdown against the Clippers or Golden State. No way. But now you're playing New Orleans, but it might not really be New Orleans. Now, this is DeAndre Ayton said, okay, whoever, we can't sleep on New Orleans. Yeah, sleep on the dudes, man. I know that we slept on them, but they, they dudes, they, they could play. You know, they, 
You know, there's a reason why they're in this league. There's a reason why they made the playoffs. And, you know, the coach, you know, Coach Willie's a defensive dude. You know, he's all about defense. And, you know, um, you know, just seeing how CJ, you know, got the young guys going was right. And, you know, Ingram doing the same thing. It's, you know, it's tough. It's good seeing because I've seen it for him in the playoffs on how those guys communicate with the whole team. Either way, D.A.'s going to have his hands full because Valanciunas is playing. Yes. <laughs> so D.A.'s job doesn't really change tonight. So I love that. Go out and be physical, D.A. Go out and be physical. Tap into it, man. Understand the goodness. Let it drip all over you, metaphorically speaking. The goodness of tapping into the rage tree, D.A. Please, I, I, I beseech you, my brother. Just understand the beauty of it, man. And the way you get to compete. Against another human being. Another human being that is dunk, 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 dunk. Another human being, man. Another human being that is qualified, highly qualified, and is going to be tough and difficult. It's supposed to be hard. Engage in the goodness of that. Because at some point in time, it's all going to be over, DA. It's all going to be over. And hopefully you'll look back and say, man, I wish I would have tapped in a little bit more. What do you want to see tonight? Um, I, I want to see DeAndre Ayton compete with a little physicality. Well, that's interesting. That's what I want to see. Because DeAndre Ayton yesterday said physicality is important against New Orleans. Very important. You know, um, especially Jock coming off the bench, maintaining that physicality, you know, staying on the glass. Um, you know, that's what uh, Valanciunas did a lot. You know, he was on the glass. Old board defense, and, you know, that was that was a key part in that series. You know, through the rebound in the defensive game. Valanciunas was a problem for this team last year in the playoffs. I mean, Alvarado was, McCollum was, Zion wasn't because he wasn't playing. Brandon Ingram was the biggest problem because he was doing a a mini Kevin Durant impression in that series, and he was hitting everything. We whatever we see from the Pelicans tonight, we're not going to see them at their best. But like I said, Valanciunas is out there. So as far as just Da. And he just said it right there. Yeah. He, he remembers Valanciunas from the playoffs. Let's he got go. to be physical. In fact, I think he said in there that Jock uh, Landale, when he comes off the bench, has to be physical, too. He threw that in there. Take that, Jock. Be physical. I wrote that down in my notes as well because, you know, what do you want to see tonight, Basin earnings? That is a question we'll ask you as well. What do you want to see? Um, I wrote down, I want to see Jock Landale ball out once again. I want to see exactly what are you capable of, dude? This guy needs to continue to grow his game and grow within uh, the roster and the depth chart and how Monty Williams is going to use him in the rotation. I want to see that. Um, is this somebody that you could depend on? Is this somebody that you think is going to be capable when it matters the most? Um, he's off to a really good start right now, I would say, but there still is a question mark that hangs over Jock Landell. There is, and that's not going to go away until he plays in big games. Yeah, it's going to take more than four games, but the early returns are very good, and clearly he has the confidence of the coaching staff. Speaking of the coaching staff, and I think D.A. maybe touched on it right there, if the Suns are looking for motivation or just to make sure they stay alert going into this game with all the New Orleans injuries, they don't have to look past Willie Green because Willie Green knows them, and they know Willie, obviously. Here's Monty Williams. I've told you guys countless times what I think of Willie as a coach, you know, the amount of things I've learned from him. It's one of the reasons why we stole him from Golden State is the person he is, but also the coach that I always felt like he was, even as a player. He's just so smart at a 
great feel for situations. Uh, wasn't afraid to challenge me on things that I needed to be challenged on. So they're they're a tough team <laughs> across the board. They have like that team's gonna be good for a long time. They yeah, are. I love that man. They they that team is whenever whenever these two teams meet at full strength. I think this is one of the best matchups in basketball. You know what he just said right there too, because the paradigm of a coaching staff is completely different from the paradigm of a locker room. Do you understand the difference on that, Luke? The coaching staff, right, in their circle, and then the locker room and its circle. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. They bleed over. Of course they do. They have to. Yet at the same time, it's so interesting to hear Monty Williams actually say, you know what, he kept me accountable. He challenged me on stuff I needed to be a challenge on. Do you understand the same accountability exists in that coach's circle as it does in the locker room? And I love that. They, I mean, there were times in that series, like we all look back now and we're like, oh, you know, the Suns, they fell apart against Dallas and we don't remember anything before that. You know, oh yeah, 64 wins. That New Orleans series was a lot closer than anybody anticipated it being. And yes, they have a talented team, but it felt like at times the Suns were playing against like a mirror image of themselves. (laughs) And that's because of Willie Green. Willie knew, man. Willie knew, Willie outcoached Monty in that series. He did. I like Monty Williams. Like I, I've said this a million times. I think he's the perfect coach for the Phoenix Suns yeah. right now. Willie Green now coached him in that series. And I think Monty Williams would say that too. I mean, he's had nothing but good things to say about Willie Green. But that's when you have somebody that's that familiar. And like you said, he was. it's not just that he knows the Suns. They, he was a part of the Suns. Like yes. they, they missed him last year. You yes. can tell that too. Just accountability, man. The fact that Monty would allow somebody to hold him accountable. The humility. It's a beautiful thing. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. The defense has been the backbone of the Cardinals' season so far, but Vance Joseph wasn't all that happy with the performance on Thursday night. Find out why next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Alert, alert, alert! Presented by 72 Soul. 51, 51, let's go! Let's go, here we go! Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Friday morning on the Wolf and Luke Show, October 28th, which of course, Wolf, and I'm sure you well know this, means Call of Duty came out last night. Did you uh, you stay up all night playing? I did not, as okay. a matter of fact. Yeah, Call of Duty, yeah. I did not stay up. Uh, maybe Kyler Murray did, right? I think that's where you're going. Yeah, well, I, 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 I was just, gonna, I was just saying. Either <laughs> or Kyler DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, or of, maybe DA, yeah, maybe DeAndre Ayton one was of these, up late. One of these I'm number sure, one overall picks. Yeah, I'm sure there were many people that actually were up very late. Um, anyway... That uh, that that happened last night into this morning for the Cardinals Wolf, especially this week. To me, I look at this game and I'm like, oh, the, the offense. You're probably gonna have to just outscore Minnesota. But that's also how I came into this season. Oh, you're gonna have to outscore teams, and and that hasn't been the case for right. the Cardinals. It's been a lot of times winning uh, with defense. Now, to me, that's that's easier said than done this week in particular because Minnesota has a lot of weapons on offense. Whatever you think of Kirk Cousins. 
I think Kirk Cousins doesn't show up in big games. But for Minnesota, this isn't really a big game on Sunday. There's yeah. not pressure on Kirk Cousins. The only thing I will say, it is a nationally televised game. It's now in the 1 o'clock slot. Did you happen to see that? Uh, right? Only because yeah. you pointed it out. Chris Myers and uh, you've got Stank doing it. Mark Schlereth, okay. of course, right? Uh, very interesting. I just think... Um, Kirk Cousins' record, Kirk, I said, ladies and gentlemen, not Kirk. Of course not. Kirk, Kirk no. Cousins' record uh, on primetime games, not good. Nationally Two and ten. televised games. <laughs> there it is, okay? Isn't that Monday night, though? Isn't it? No, no. I think it's, it's just primetime games. It's primetime games. Yeah. Okay. He's, yeah, he hasn't done well in big games. And yet, this is a guy that consistently posts really, really good numbers. You like that? You like that? Yeah, you know, and he does like that, I think, for the most part, when he goes out and posts good numbers. But he also has been able to lead this team to a 34-17 and record at U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah. They play well there. And and he's got weapons. He's got Dalvin Cook, as you detailed earlier. These guys are all healthy, too. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, K.J. Osborne as a third receiver is not bad. They've, they've got, he's got weapons around them. And for the most part, this is not a pressure-packed game for Minnesota because... They are 5-1. and one. They're at home. It's a morning game, and the teams behind them in their division aren't very good. Now, like you said, it's the national game. If we could convince Kirk Cousins that all the other games got moved to the afternoon, that would help. If we're like, hey, Kirk, this is actually the only game, and everybody's watching this one at uh, at, at 10 a.m. on, on Sunday. Uh, but but it's not like also, too, when we talk about that base and earnings, it's not like Kyler Murray has done great on nationally televised games as well. I guess um, that's true. No, I'm just saying, you know, um, He has against Andy fair, Dalton. Of course. Pardon? He's done well against Andy Dalton on national televised games. <laughs> You're right about that. Yes. Uh, Vance Joseph talking about his defense yesterday, uh, his defense last Thursday against the Saints said, yeah, I like the big plays, but we got work to do. Absolutely. Um, that was fun to see, you know, um, especially from Marco and Isaiah and, and um, Ham. You know, those three guys have worked hard, you know, all year and um, especially uh, Marco and Isaiah and to watch them make those big time plays was fun, you know, fun to see for our defense obviously wasn't perfect um i thought um, the standard dipped a little you know as far as the three big plays we gave up which led to points but outside of that the guys were playing hard and those young guys were coming on fast and making you know again game can be played so it was fun to watch you know, for me, I, I think of the game to um, Vance's point right there. I think of the game on Thursday night, and uh, Marco Wilson, I thought, maybe played his best game. And I know everyone's going to go, what are, you, what are you talking about? What? He gave up the touchdown to start the game, and you are right about that. He did. He got beat. Can I just tell you the respect that I have for Marco Wilson went right through the roof when I saw that happen? Uh, in regard to the rest of the game and how he played. Yeah, he didn't fall apart. He That's a position fall, you can you fall have, apart at. You have any idea, man. You have any idea how hard it is to overcome a start like that. And then go out and play really, really well the rest of the way. Not only the pick six, <laughs> which, you know, was a gift. Yeah, because it was bobbled right there, batted into the air. Receiver right off his hands and into your hands. But he had to be aware to see it. Had to be in position to make the play and then finish it the way that he did. But it's not just that. He gave up one, I think it was one reception for like nine yards after that. One. And I mean, that's a good point because, you know, at any position, you could be, you could be a receiver, go out there and start the game and they throw it you on the first play and you drop it. Okay. Well, it's, it's going to be hard to kind of recover from that. But it's also, you drop the ball. Okay. It's second down. 
You know what I mean? And, and you're going to get, assuming your quarterback still trusts you, you're going to get more chances. If you're a corner and you get burned that early in the game, yes. we may only see you again if you're getting burned again. <laughs> so then what, are you going to try and do too much? Or are you going to get in your own head? He, he didn't do those things. In fact, he actually got to make a big play and obviously won uh, NFC Defensive Player of the Week. So uh, 100% with you on Marco Wilson, who... You know, earlier this season, preseason, was challenged by Cliff Kingsbury. He's still really the only player I can think of off the top of my head that Cliff has sort of called out by name publicly. Yeah. And he has responded well. And you know what also, too, Isaiah Simmons, this has been a reoccurring theme with Isaiah Simmons. Um, I've been talking about, I don't care where you put him uh, on the field. I don't care if he's a corner. I don't care if he's edge. I don't care if he's... The weak side, inside, I don't care if you put him in the middle of the field, he's a safety. I want to see him make plays. He's doing it again. This is this is the great thing about it. We're seeing Isaiah Simmons, and the one thing you can say about Isaiah Simmons right now that raises the eyebrows, this guy's a playmaker. He shows up. He shows up in games and makes plays, whether he's knocking a ball out or picking the ball off and returning it for a pick six, whatever it may be. Um, this guy's got a knack for making plays, and that's the best attribute going forward for Isaiah Simmons you could possibly have. This is the sort of game I look at Isaiah Simmons, and yes, Kirk Cousins has been has been really good this year, but sort of like Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton had been pretty good this year. He hadn't turned the ball over really into that game on Thursday night. Cousins is somebody in three games. Yeah. One pick. Cousins is somebody that might throw you a pass that you can pick off. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a pick six, but he Cousins is somebody that will allow you the opportunities to make game changing plays. Now if you don't make them, he will eventually start burning you. But Isaiah Simmons seems to play well against these guys where it's like you give him a chance to make a game changing play. Yeah. He tends to make game changing plays. Yeah. You got something with Vance? I got one more one? here from Vance. We're up against the break, but uh, Vance talking about how the defense can be better. A lot better. A lot better. Better. You know, even even last Thursday to make those three big plays, that was fun to watch. But to give up those three big plays that we gave up, that led to 17 points, we don't like that. Those three plays were the biggest plays we get, we've had all year. I mean, 60 plus, 40 plus, 50 plus. That's not good defense, you know. And Friday Friday morning we had a spirited meeting, you know. So they were a little shocked, you know, of my uh, attitude on Friday morning. But the standard did dip, you know. Uh, making those plays was obviously good for our football team, but giving up three explosive passes that led to points was not good for us. So that can that's got to stop. And um, the guys know that. Um, they weren't happy after the game, you know. I mean, by any means, you know, we have a higher standard than that. But um, on to the next, and we'll fix it. Defensive guys don't like chunk plays. Yeah, that's the take. Don't like it. I love the spirited meeting, man. I got so much more I want to say about this because well, yeah. this is excellent coaching. Can't you picture two guys walking in Friday morning? All right, nice win last night. You know, a couple defensive touchdowns, interception in the end zone, and Van. Then you see one look at Vance and the and the look he's giving the defense. Yeah, oh, this is going to be a spirited conversation. Yeah, you sit down and shut yeah. it. Uh, coming up next, what are the games we're going to be watching on Sunday? NFL Five Star Games is next. Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The NFL's best games as predicted by Ron Wolfley and Luke Lipinski, powered by FanDuel Sportsbook.
All right, it is time for Five Star Games, Week 8 edition, Wolf. I'm looking up and down the schedule of games here. Obviously, we got Thursday night out of the way. We're going to talk about that Thursday night game in uh, a little bit. But uh, ugh, another loss for the Buccaneers. Boy, that looked really, really ugly, too. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And yet, nobody in their division wants to take control, so they're really only a half game out of first. There so. were some Bucks fans that walked out of that stadium like the horrified. <laughs> Terrified. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you see him after the game, he picked up the sign that said pay him, and he signed it for a fan. Yes. <laughs> I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. Okay, I'm over it. You just look around your division and you see Carolina, New Orleans, and Atlanta. And I think, wait, I, I will say this, though, before we get into five-star games. Yeah. If they don't call that ridiculous roughing the passer call on Grady Jarrett and Atlanta comes back and beats Tampa in that game, yeah. which was certainly on the table, right? then what Tampa would be on, like, a, what, a six-game losing streak? <laughs> That right, they'd be, they'd be two and six. Can you imagine right now? I, just the fact that Tom Brady has lost three games in a row for the first time in two decades. Yeah. <laughs> just wait a minute. Just let that sink in, Patriot fans. That's the first thing I think of. You spoiled brat. Yeah, and they don't even have to deal with this. I mean, they just lost to the Bears on Monday Night Football, so it's not like they're like on the fast track to the Super Bowl. But they don't even have to deal with Tom Brady's bad year. All those years, you didn't have to suffer through a three-loss stretch. Which you is funny, be because I remember quite a few times Patriots fans panicking that Belichick was done and Brady was done, and you're telling me they never even lost three in a row? <laughs> So were those after one game losing streaks? All right. So you know what? Honestly, right now you're stalling, and you're stalling for a reason, aren't you? Because I have so there many, are no five-star oh, yeah. games. I have so many five-star games to choose from. Do you really? Do you have a uh, no? I have zero five-star okay, you games. Okay, you have zero five-star games. A couple four-star games. Okay, you know what? I also had zero, zilch, milch. Write this down. Five-star games. Zero five-star games. Um, First time okay. for everything. Yes, but I do have, let's see, two four-star games. See, I do two, and I don't think we're going to have the same two. Okay, go. We may have we may overlap on this first one. Now, they have a combined six and seven record. I will grant you that. But 49ers-Rams, to me, is a four-star game. That is weekend. a four-star yes, game as I well. I wrote that down. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh, look at us. Okay. Four-star. Well, you know what? The, um, Christian McCaffrey really changes a lot of it right now. Yeah, you know what? Um... Both these teams struggling, I would say. Anytime you're talking about the defending Super Bowl champion being 500, 3-3 three and three after six games, yeah, I'd call that struggling right there. And anytime you talk about the 49ers being below 500, wow, you've got to be kidding me, Jimmy G. What are you doing? But still, I think this is a huge game that could clear up the first half of the season in the NFC West and set a course and a path, collision course though it may be, for the second half. Seven straight wins for Kyle Shanahan over Sean McVay and the Rams. 
as good as the Rams have been, and I get that they don't look right right now, but San Francisco beating the Rams seven straight times. Are you kidding me? That is... When when you consider what the Rams have accomplished since Sean McVay has gotten there, the fact that the 49ers have beaten them seven straight times, now obviously not in the NFC Championship last year yeah. because of the dropped interception, but seven straight regular season wins for the 49ers. And I didn't think we'd be at this point this season, Wolf, at least when the season started, but San Francisco to me is the more talented team now too. Once yes. you add Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. That's a more talented team. Yeah, yeah. this is going to be really interesting because um, that rush defense of the Rams right now is highly suspect. Bobby Wagner, it is. Um, run at Bobby Wagner. What? 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 Run at Bobby Wagner? What are you talking well, about? You're a bad man. The, the caveat, run at Bobby Wagner Unless you are a protester running on the field, then do not run at Bobby Wagner. <laughs> that was good by you. Yeah. Honestly, that was good. <laughs> the truth. You'll get hit so hard, there'll be smoke and lawsuits. But this is what I think they're going to do, and it's one of the things Christian McCaffrey does very, very well. He runs the ball in a north-south way in between the tackles, and that's exactly what I think they need to do to the Rams. Run at Aaron Donald, run at Bobby Wagner, run at these guys and be physical, and that's the 49ers DNA. That's who they are. And if, in fact, they're going to have Jimmy G as their quarterback for the rest of the year, which we all think that's going to be the case, he needs to be in a very balanced, controlled offense. And that means Christian McCaffrey. Alright, the other four-star game I have, I, I, I feel like dirty even saying this because I don't think it's going to be a real entertaining game. Just say it. Is it Giants Seahawks? Yes, it is. What, what, what is happening? Yes, it is. How of is course Giants, it is. Giants Seahawks. A four star game. A combined 10 and four. This okay. Season. A combined 10 and four. Um, listen, the Seattle Seahawks, number one in the NFC West, first place in the NFC West, playing so much better on the defensive side of the ball. Since the Arizona Cardinals game, their defense, that's where it started. And you know what's so interesting about this as well? The last two seasons, man, go back and look at it, my brothers. Go back and look at the last two seasons. The Seattle Seahawks defense has gotten better in the second half of the season, man. This team is starting to gel a little bit defensively. And it's starting to gel offensively as well. Um, strike that. It gelled from the very first week of the season for the most part. They have played well offensively. Defense is what has been killing them right now, but the fact the Giants as well, this is going to be a bloodbath. This is going to be physical. They should just hand out the Comeback Player of the Year award right after this game because it's going to either Geno or Saquon, right? So whoever whoever wins, it's like, okay, congratulations, and here's your Comeback Player of the Year award for uh, for probably for Saquon, although Geno Smith is... Geno Smith's having quite the year. Any other games that you like that don't qualify as four-star games this weekend? Yeah, here it is, Basin Orange. We got five-star games. There are no five-star games this week, okay? Four-star games, we just went over them. San Francisco at Los Angeles, the Rams, of course. New York at Seattle. Um, those are your four-star games. What are going to be good games? That's the other. I don't. I because for me, I can I can sit down and, and look at uh, four and ten. 
four and ten teams combined. Two, two, two and, and five. Two, two and five yeah. teams. I could look at that game and just think, oh, this is going to be a great game. Can't wait to watch this game. I can enjoy that game. I don't care what the records are. I want to see a competitive game. I want to see the blood sport and all of its beauty, all of its joy. I want to see that, a competitive game. And when I think about that, I actually think the Green Bay Packers at the Buffalo Bills. This could be the Green Bay Packers' last stand. That, that's why. Meta- that's metaphorically why. speaking, this yep. could be it. Their last stand. Green Bay, heavy underdogs in that game. I I don't know. It would have to be somebody that follows betting lines. But I can't remember the last time Aaron Rodgers was an 11-point underdog. And their season, in a lot of ways, is on the line in that game. They're not done if they lose. They'll be 3-5, and five, but they don't look right. And if, if the Cardinals don't handle Minnesota and the Packers lose, they're probably done with a shot at winning that division. Of all the places to have to go when you desperately need a win, Wolf, Let's just put it this way. I'd much rather be the Cardinals going to Minnesota than Green Bay going to Buffalo on Sunday night football. But I'm with you in the sense that that game is intriguing to me. It might be an awful game because Green Bay has not shown a lot of signs of life. But because it is sort of their last stand, you got to think Aaron Rodgers, he's tried everything. He even said that quote yesterday. Yeah. He's trying everything as a leader, trying trying to lead in a bunch of different ways and and. They haven't worked. Maybe they're just not going to work on this group. I love the fact Aaron Rodgers said maybe this is exactly what we need. To be heavy underdogs going up to Orchard Park, New York, playing in front of the Bills Mafia against what many people think still could be the best team in the National Football League. Let's go up there and ball out with our backs against the wall and see what we can do. I I love that mentality, man. Yeah, draw the line, metaphorically speaking. Draw the line in the sand and ask your teammates to step off that line. Step over that line and go lay it on the line. Yeah, man, that's good stuff right there. The only other game that I think is going to be interesting, New England at New York, the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Get a chance to go 6-2. and two. Are you kidding me? You got the 5-2 and two New York Jets that have been the doormat of the New England Patriots for a long, long time. Well, and I made the mistake of believing in that Patriots defense until I watched them play on Monday night. Like, it's not like I thought the Patriots were some amazing team. They obviously have issues on offense, but I thought their defense was legit. And then I watched them get picked apart by the Bears. Yes. So, um, and that in a short week, too. So they absolutely could lose that game against the Mac Jets. Mac Jones, what is going on with Mac Jones? He played so well as a rookie. What are you doing? What are you talking about? What? No. Quarterback controversy. What? No love for uh, Commanders Colts. You don't want to see Carson Wentz against Sam no. Ellinger. Okay. The Commanders! All right, coming up next, we're going to go behind enemy lines with Minnesota Vikings analyst Pete Bursich. That is coming up. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.